Jackson is a global brand manager at Spotify. Now, it's not uncommon for someone in this industry to start agency side and then go client side. However, it is unusual to perform at a high level at some of the top agencies, then break into one of the most incredible companies in the world, in my opinion. Now, let me explain. Simone Jackson's track record, and I'm not talking about how she was a D1 track and field runner, includes work at Ogilvy, Wyden Kennedy, and Camp Grizzly in Portland. So I asked her about how she broke into advertising, her lessons from such great agencies, and of course, what it's like working at Spotify. I found it most interesting that her experience at Spotify is relatively similar to working at an agency. She will explain her role, responsibilities, and the benefits of working at such a forward-thinking company, including their permanent remote work option for employees. Now, to find her recommended resources and to connect with Simone, head over to our Instagram, at EnteringAd. One more time, that's at EnteringAd. As well, this episode is supported by our friends at Chicago Portfolio School. Visit them at chicagoportfolio.com and listen to the end of this episode to learn how they can help you in your breaking. Now, on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast, and as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellenberger. Kick it, Mikey. Simone Jackson, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. Thanks for coming on. This is going to be a super, super fun episode. Thank you so much for having me. I'm definitely excited to be here and chat. Yes, yes. So you are our first guest uh, from Spotify. And I think this is going to capture a lot of different, a wider audience than usual. We've had a lot of ad agency folks on here. So Spotify is definitely different, definitely interesting. So let's break it down. You are the global brand manager there in the New York office. Right now you're working from home, correct? Yes, uh, we can work remote. So I've, I've taken advantage of that option and, and bopping around here and there. Is that a permanent work from home? Like, is it one of those future forward companies? Yes, it is. And I'm wow. super excited about it. I mean, that was, you know, outside of Spotify being an amazing brand. It was one of the reasons why I was excited about the opportunity. That was some, something that I was really looking for in my next move. Yes. Yeah, that should be interesting. So are you ever going to go to New York and go to the office? Or are you sitting in North Carolina for now? I definitely want to visit the office. Whether or not I move there, I have no idea. I guess we'll see sort of what happens. But I think it is important to meet face to face with your coworkers. So when it's safer, I'm super excited to, to meet with them and, you know, maybe stay for a little while, have meetings and, and catch up and finally meet some people face to face. We visited New York City for our ad club and we all got split up into different agencies and Spotify was one of them. I was not in that group, but everybody in that group like said it was spectacular and I was super jealous, but I also went to Droga 5, so I can't complain. That was so cool too. But I heard right. great things about the office. So that's I have awesome. too. I haven't been to the Spotify office, so that's definitely where I'm going first mm-hmm. when I when I go back up to New York. Absolutely. Okay, so this is going to be a fun episode because also you have tremendous agency experience as well leading up to Spotify, which you've been there pretty recently, but you can still speak pretty well on it. I know Mm -hmm. that it's been uh, you're newly hired. 
but we'll have fun with it. You also worked at Ogilvy, which is big agency, Wyden Kennedy, perhaps the best agency. I'm not going to say that, but <laughs> um, I'm also curious. You, you left Wyden and then you started working at Cab Grizzly, which I've never heard of. It's in Portland, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, is that more of a smaller independent shop? It is. Yeah, it's based in Portland. Um, it, it was really awesome being there. Um, it, it's, it's in Portland, like I was saying, and they, they started as a production company. So okay. a lot of the work that they do is really inspired, inspired by that. And I had so much fun there learning different skills, um, quite different from Wyden and Kennedy. Okay, so we'll dive into that. And now you're at Spotify as the global brand manager. So before we, you know, get into all this, I just want to know, probably from the start, like why advertising, why this realm and this marketing communications when you were in college, where you went to Elon University, North Carolina, where you're at now, why advertising? How'd you decide all of this? Yeah, for sure. I feel like I always knew that I wanted to be in the creative realm in some way, right? And and I, I didn't know what that meant. I think going to college, I sort of knew I wanted to be in strategic communications and that was sort of my major. I took some classes, some public speaking classes, some media law classes, but I think the biggest thing that inspired me to get into advertising was being a part of their student-run agency called yep. Bioak. It's essentially a an advertising agency for college students where we have these local clients and all the positions are essentially the same. And once I started being involved in that, I realized that, yeah, this is definitely the space I want to be. I felt like I was able to thrive creatively and really think about, you know, how this could really translate into the real world. What's it? What was the agency called? It's called Live Oak Communications. Okay. I think it's still called that now. I'm assuming it is, but it was a great experience. I mean, that's just the, the bread and butter, I think. If you're lucky to know early on that you want to be in advertising, you got to join one of those AAFs or those mm -hmm. like student run agencies to figure out you know, to get that small experience. I know it's not exactly one-to-one -one when you enter the real world, but it's as good as you're going to get. And it's just one of the best things you can do. I was involved in mine. A lot of our guests have that similar path too. It's just the bread and butter, as I say. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about internships? Um, did you have any in college? Like what led you? Because your first job on your LinkedIn says Ogilvy. Was that your first job or did you have internships before? How'd you get, how'd you land? How'd you break into Ogilvy, which is a great agency of its own? Yeah, great question. Um, so the Ogilvy on my, on my LinkedIn is actually an internship. I know I didn't okay. intern, but it is an internship that I achieved through a multicultural program called MAPE, mm -hmm. Multicultural Advertising Internship Program which is an amazing program that I really encourage, you know, any any person of color, any multicultural student to get involved in. I think it's juniors and just graduated seniors can get involved in it. And it really it really set me up for success. I was able to to get that internship through that program and and really be exposed to to a larger agency that had a lot of impact. It's the best program on the planet. <laughs> yeah, so it really is. That and MPMS, I think. Yes, was, was I was it? an MPMS as well. So yeah. Sure. What's the difference? Can you remind me the difference of the two? Yeah. So I would say MAPE is is an actual internship program where mm -hmm. you're sort of you apply, you know, you have a resume, you sort of, you know, give your experience, you have some applications that you have to submit. And if you're selected, then agencies select you to be part of their nine-week internship program for that. So summer. nice. MPMS is a little bit different where it's not an internship program, but more of a rec recognition of, of who you are and what you've sort of either accomplished in the industry or sort of a future in the industry. Yeah. So 
that sort of happens, I think, January, February of your senior year. And that was actually when I met a recruiter at Wyden and sort of stuck with her and, and had conversations with her throughout um, my final year in, in school. And that really had me land my, my first gig out of college at, at Wyden. Oh, man, that's so nice. That's I mean, that pro the both those programs are incredible. And we've had a couple on this podcast and it's always great and can't endorse that program and it's not easy right it's kind of like a long like isn't it like a super long process that's kind of like stressful <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is i look back at now and i laugh with some of my friends who who were a part of it and it, it, it's not easy at all it's very competitive and i think when you're in it too you don't realize how much work you're even putting in while being a part of it you, you sort of have your internship program that you're at you know your nine to five or nine to whatever you know mm -hmm. from your day to day but then after that you're going to sessions you're networking you're meeting no people. way you're getting exposed it's 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 a great program well, I mean, what's the application like for that program I, honestly it was so long ago i couldn't even tell you i feel yeah. like i had a resume i feel like i answered some questions probably mm -hmm. about why i wanted to be in the industry and, and probably some point of view questions on you know mm -hmm. what work out there has inspired me or sure. things of that sort um and then i think i submitted a letter of recommendation they probably had my gpa i could be making this all up but those are some things that i sure. remember yeah. from that time yeah gotcha. mm -hmm. and isn't there like a big networking like event at the end of it there is they just had that this year from some folks i was a mentor this year i made mentor so oh nice um it was really great to see how she sort of flourished throughout the summer but that that is really a time where you can really continue to network and be in front of some people, albeit virtually this year and mm -hmm. try to try to get a job out of that program. Love it. Love it. Amazing. So definitely apply for that um, and look, look out for that 100%. So Ogilvy was the internship, the MAPE internship. And then after that internship, wide and recruiters like come work for us. How did that work out? <laughs> really I, I would say I was definitely on their neck I was the mm. one that was was uh trying to get you know some type of internship for that summer um is that the Portland Widen or the New York yeah Widen? I was in the Portland office wow um, which was really really awesome I had never really been on the west coast before but mm -hmm. anyway I was I was sort of trying to network with some of the recruiters there so this and, was your um, first like you this was your entry level like first real position like full-time mm -hmm. It was actually, I got an internship that summer. So okay. um, I was fully planning to go to New York that fall um, after I had graduated, but I wanted to have an internship in the summer and, and sort of just get more experience under my belt. So I was offered an internship at Wyden and Portland on the Nike account. So super wow. excited about it. Um, what was the name of your internship? It was in account management. So okay. I was an account management intern. It was me and another, another young woman. Um, just helping the account team, you know, with different conference reports and sitting in on meetings and really just taking it all in and learning. And you went over there? You were there in person? Yep. I was, this was, yeah, this was a couple of years, a few years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. But how did, how was that transition, you know, from college to interning over in Portland? Like, was that scary? I mean, obviously it it's exciting, exciting, but yeah, it was super exciting. I mean, I, I left for my internship probably like a week or two after I graduated. Wow. Yeah. You said like goodbye to all your friends. Like were all your friends like going to like the same city at all or like? No, I didn't know anyone in Portland. Like it was a, it was truly a fresh start. I feel like everyone who was, you know, in my class either went to like LA or New York, you know, those are sort of okay. the hubs for advertising, right? So it was definitely different for me going out to Portland, not knowing anyone and 
Where'd you stay? Yeah. Like, what did your family say? They just like, see ya? <laughs> <laughs> they were really excited for me. They were super proud of me. I mean, I knew they were going to miss me. Again, I fully expected to to come back to the East Coast and, and mm-hmm. uh, be in New York or, you know, something like that. So I didn't think I, w- I was in Portland for five years and I, I definitely didn't think I was going to be there that long, but loved yeah. every experience of it. Yeah, it's beautiful there. I've never been. I'm acting like I know, but I don't. No, but. it's awesome. It's awesome. In the summer, it's great. The rain and everything. I had to, I had to work with. <laughs> That's where they did. Uh, they filmed Twilight. I'm pretty sure, like the, the vampire. It was in Seattle. I don't know. I could, oh. could be totally wrong. Pacific Northwest. <laughs> right. It's 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 all a bubble there. Um. Okay. So tell me some things I wouldn't know about Wyden and the, your experience there, and you know some big lessons there that you've learned. Yeah, I think what I would say about my experience at Wyden, um, it was it was a dream in the sense where I felt like that was a place that I was really able to establish, start to establish, I'll say I'm still establishing my point of view on work and, you know, working with creative teams. And I think that was something that the agency really instilled in, in their young people in a way of like, you're here because you have a voice, you have a point of view. Um, and that's something that I feel like I've really carried on into some of the other work experiences and other jobs that I've had. I think mm. working on Nike was fantastic. Um, just having that foundational experience as a count person. I mean, Nike's been with Wyden for so long, but, you know, there's still ways that you can improve that relationship and do things differently. And I think it was awesome to be part of a great team that was able to do that in different ways. So I definitely value Wyden as being a really strong foundational experience for me and propelling me to my next moves. Is Nike the largest client at Wyden? It's got to be. Uh, large in what way? I mean, I think like I would billable. say. Uh, what'd you say? Like billing wise? Like. I honestly, I couldn't tell you at this point. I have no mm. idea. But as far as the amount of people at that touch. Sure, Nike, we'll go with that. It was huge. I mean. Um, definitely a large account. A lot of people touch Nike um, yeah. as part of the building. And again, they have such a long-standing relationship. Yeah. What so projects were you part of on, with Nike when you were there? Yeah, I was a part of several like North America and global projects. My first project was probably my favorite. It was um, a spot called with LeBron and it was called Come Out of Nowhere. Um, okay. And it launched during the season opener. It was October 2016. And I had so much fun. I was just, it was opening my eyes to like, whoa, like, this is cool. Like, this is what this could be like for me. And just sort of soaking it all in. Um, but I worked on stuff for women's. I worked on stuff for basketball. I worked mm-hmm. on um, some local initiatives in some of their key cities, whether it was out of home. I worked on some tennis stuff featuring wow. Serena. So definitely a, a breadth of, of different types of uh athletes in different business categories so you were at wyden before it was like super super cool like you were, like <laughs> I think it was super cool when i was there no like it before. was cool i'm not saying that but you like you were like before all the super hype like on the come up like you were part of that like now yeah, now, yeah. now what i'm saying is like nowadays like ev- like that's all people talk about it's like the first thing people think of is like wide and wide and this wide and that which, are, <laughs> which for good reason yeah but, for well sure. at least that I was before my knowledge in 2016 i i was i wasn't really knowledgeable at anything at that point <laughs> yeah i mean it's an awesome place and i mean i think you know people see the work and i think people coming out of that are really proud of their work too so um but why is like what what's the secret over there like is it like what, why, how, how is everybody so great? Like, how do they foster such creativity? Like what, 
what did you notice that's different than anywhere else you've worked? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, honestly, it's, it's, and I know everybody says this about different agencies, but like, it truly is the people. I think what I loved about, about Widen that I started to get sensitive about in different, you know, other, other places that I've been is that they're really not afraid to push each other. Mm. Like, it's like, like I said before, you're encouraged to have an opinion. We have healthy debates. You know, it's not a matter of right or wrong, but how do we make this work better? And I think that was sort of the attitude that, that I loved and that I, I, thought, I think it's right to bring to work, right? It's, it's not, it's about how do, we, how do we grow ourselves, grow each other and really focus on what the brand needs. And I think that was something that people at Widen just don't sway away from. It's how do we grow this? How do we make this better? How do we push each other to be better? Interesting. Um, and not having egos about it in the process. It sounds easy over the podcast. And like people are probably listening like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, why doesn't everybody do that? But it's hard to do. Like, that's not everywhere for sure. It's right, kind of rare. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that, that sort of mentality I felt mm. like I really vibed with. Um, and I it's think fun. the Nike team had a very like healthy competition. And sure. I'm an athlete, former athlete. So it was awesome to just like how we would challenge each other. Right. Nice. In, in terms of whatever it may be. Yeah. What were you like most surprised about when you were there? Like you didn't expect for better or for worse? Surprised about, I don't know. You know, I think, I think, I don't think I was surprised about, about anything. I know that's, that's like such a simple thing to say, but it met all of my expectations on what I thought it was going Mm -hmm. to be. Like everything I'm saying right now, I thought it was going to be, and it was as far as people having strong opinions, as far as like what it might've been like working on Nike. Um, What were some other clients at the time that you like heard of when you were there that you guys worked with? um, So they had (laughs) Coca-Cola. I worked on Coca-Cola for a bit. I also worked Mm -hmm. on Fisher Price, which was really cool. So I wasn't on Nike the whole time I was there. Um, I did touch a few other accounts um, in a short period of time, which was good. I think you just see the agency in a different way. I think Nike sort of can operate much differently than some of the other clients. So it's good to get yeah. that experience. They have Old Spice, KFC, oh. um, TurboTax. I think at the time they might've had Samsung. Mm-hmm. Um, they still have yeah, TurboTax. They, they had a pretty good Super Bowl commercial this year with, with TurboTax. <laughs> yeah, every year they usually have something. Nice, okay. And then what? Then you worked at Camp Grizzly. What was that transition like? Um, Why'd you, why'd you move over? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I was looking to grow in a different way. I think, I think what I was seeking when I moved off of Nike was like doing different types of work and having different types of experiences. And I think camp really was an agency that I saw that, that brought me that. I think I was used to doing a lot of film production and that type of creative work. I think what attracted me to camp was the fact that they were experiential agency and they were doing a lot of work with uh, multicultural teams and influencers. And it was work that I had never really touched before. Um, and also it was a much smaller agency. So I knew that I was going to grow in a different way. Yeah. I was really going to be that person sort of really helping driving our clients and thinking things about things differently and driving strategy. Even um, I had an opportunity to do more so at a much smaller place than I really did at Widen. So ah. it was a great growth opportunity in that way. Yes. Now I get it. I know a lot of people that have this um, idea and I was one too, um, which is a good path is go large agency, experience a bunch of different things. And then, you know, hopefully get a great agency under your belt, which you've done too. 
um, and then go smaller, go more niche. And then you can really grow in that one specialty or what you, you know, smaller could mean different. So you did that. And that's really interesting. And what were some of those lessons you learned at camp and that you really got to, what skills did you really strengthen while you were there? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a couple of things. I think I really got a greater understanding on how things get made and how things get done. So at Widen, I, I was more of like an account manager, you know, working with our clients, um, more of like a day-to-day type of thing. But I think going into camp, I was really able to develop a lot of project management skills. I was the one developing the timeline um, and sort of figuring out and working even more closely with production than I had ever did before. And I also felt like I was a little bit closer to the creative team, too, um, and sort of managing their schedules and sort of figuring out how they work, how long they, it would take for some of the teams to do things. And figuring out, you know, what would inspire them. I think I was able to do that a little bit more working with a much smaller team and being a little bit more intimate. And then I think I was able to, again, just grow strategically um, in in more of like a scrappier way, just thinking about how is this going to get done? Like, how can I sort of influence the clients that we had in different ways? Um, So great opportunity there for me. Yeah, definitely more hands on. What um, would you say are the necessary skills that you need to be good at to be successful like in the account or project coordinator role. Yeah. You know, organize is, we yeah, know organize, yeah. but what else? Like the totally. organize for sure. But I think it's also just having, you know, what they call soft, soft skills, which aren't soft at all, but really hard sometimes <laughs> like empathy, right? You need to be empathetic. You need to understand where people are coming from in order to do your job well. So whether that's your client understanding why things are happening, whether mm-hmm. it's your creative, understanding, you know, the background on, on why they want to push back on X, Y, and Z. I think understanding oh, yeah. the why and being empathetic on their feelings behind it, I think will really help you figure out what's the best path forward for both both sides of any situation. I need to get better at that. <laughs> I do sure. too. I mean, that's yeah. something that is always ever changing and, and really changes from person to person. I think understanding mm-hmm. people I think is a large part of, of this role. Yeah. What was some cool work that you're really proud of at Camp Grizzly that you're looking back and I was like, that was awesome. I wish I can do that process again. Yeah. I, what I loved about some of the work I did at Camp was we did a lot of partnerships and we worked closely with different creators that were out in the world. And I think my favorite one was one of the last ones I did. It was with HBO and it was for Legendary uh, season two. So that's on HBO Max. Okay. And we partnered with Boiler Room and we put on this, um, this sort of virtual event, uh, almost like a virtual ball for the LGBTQ community. We partnered with Hume by Orientation, which is one of um, HBO's multicultural initiatives. And I just loved just partnering with different creators, partnering with different large organizations where it made sense strategically, but also creatively. So that was kind of one of my favorite projects that I had, had left the team with for sure. Amazing, amazing partnerships. That, that that sounds super meaningful. I love it. And <laughs> how long were you there for? I was there for about two years or so. Okay, that's yeah. that's about yeah, that's yeah. on par. And then you left, and then you are now working at Spotify. Was there anything after that? Am no, I missing anything? No, I've just I'm in my first month in at Spotify. Wow. Okay, so how'd you get to Spotify? Yeah, so I had connected with a recruiter and, you know, I, I was looking, I think I was sort of at a spot where I was like, do I want to continue working at an agency? Like, 
you know, I enjoyed my time at camp, but I was looking for something new. Do I want to go client side? What is that going to look like? So I was really trying to find, you know, what was the best fit for me and, and thinking of, you know, what brands really make sense. So I got connected with the recruiter and, and went through an interview process and felt like this role was honestly a perfect fit for what I was looking for in my next step. Okay. Okay. So tell us about the role then. Yeah. So I am on a, I'm a brand manager at Spotify and I work on their brand and creative team where I partner with creative teams and designers and producers and, and key business units to develop strategic and creative campaigns for the brand. And we talked about this before. My first question was, is this like the, an in-house agency for Spotify? What, what, would your, what would your response to that be? I mean, we have the same sort of positions as you would find in an agency, like I was saying, just art directors or, or copywriters, but we are really a part of the Spotify business as a whole and really driving the brand and, and sort of working with different marketing managers and different cross-functional teams, whether it be engineering or podcasts or, or music and artists um, in order to bring different parts of the brand to life creatively and strategically. I want to loop back because I kind of skipped this over, but why exactly Spotify? Like you, you were looking for Spotify. Did they come to you? What was the, I mean, obviously Spotify is a cool brand. I'm a huge fan of Spotify, but you know, what of all the brand side, client side, why Spotify? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like Spotify, a lot of the work that I had seen Spotify do, I felt like I was really inspired by. I felt like there was been a strong voice in Spotify, especially recently. I mean, I'm sure you've seen some of the wrapped campaigns every year where mm -hmm. you know you're posting oh, on yeah. instagram you're yeah so i mean that this team was a huge part of that um Daily and i love mixes i love yeah all exactly just i just sharing, i just like, who's your artist so i i love seeing that i felt like it was a strong brand play just thinking about you know what you can do in, in the audio and music space and i feel like most recently i feel like spotify has done amazing work um sort of opening the breath of like what you can do an audio and sort of pushing the boundaries for that. So I think it's just a combination of, I think it's a brand from a consumer lens that I love. I love music, but I think from brand perspective, I think there's such an opportunity for the brand to continue doing a lot of great work. So I was excited about mm -hmm. joining the team. Absolutely. And can you tell us more about the interview process when you're going through that? Like, was it super strict, super tough and scary or was it easy <laughs> going? What, what was it like applying there? Yeah, no, it wasn't scary at all. I mean, honestly, I I just try to be myself in every interview. I got to meet some of the team members that are on the brand and creative team, and, and they got to get to know me, and of course, saw my resume and, and asked about my experience and my point of view, and you know how I approach you know working with creatives and and you know what has some of my past projects been like, and like what gets me excited. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it was a it was a it was a great interview process. I felt like I clicked with everyone right away. Um, a lot of people on the team have past agency experience, so I felt like I was really speaking the same language, nice. which was really really important to me. Of like, okay, you get my background, you sort of understand where I'm coming from, and and sort of where we can go from here. So it, it was a it was a great interview process, and and honestly, I was just myself as I always am. So yep. <laughs> yeah, that's always the best. Yeah, of course. What's uh, the biggest difference you've noticed so far working at Spotify versus uh, a normal agency? 
Yeah, great question. I, and I, I talk about this with some of my coworkers even now. Most recently, I was just saying this to somebody the other day. I was like, wow, like my world was so small in a way. Not that it needed to be, but from a day to day, it was, especially when I was working at camp, it was like, okay, I've got my producer, you know, I've got my creative team and mm-hmm. we're talking to the client, but like, we're ready to rock. We're going to get this project done. We go with it. But now it's really like, there's so many other people sort of involved in the decision-making process of that course. I, of course was, I was aware of because I worked with clients, but now I'm really a part of that mix and really thinking about who do I bring in the room? Who is the right person that, that needs to see this work that needs to approve this work. Wow. Um, it's definitely a different, different world that, that I, I hadn't recognized. And then of course, yeah. Spotify, you know, they've got all these acronyms that I don't know about that I never had to yeah, like think about. Yeah. So um, definitely a different world, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be a little bit slower, but that's okay. You know, that's, <laughs> that's probably, you know, what people look for is to slow things down because agency life can be stressful for sure. Everything's moving parts and you're always involved in all these different parts, especially if you're in a smaller agency. You're going to have your hands on everything. Now you might be a little bit more niche within your department, which is okay. Like slow things down a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. I I think it's definitely going to be a different pace than than what I'm used to, but Mm -hmm. I think that's also what I've been looking forward to, you know? Sure. It's hard. It's hard to, you know, be, I I don't know how people are in agencies for 20 years. (laughs) Good for them. (laughs) Okay. So, I'm curious, like, who's giving you the briefs? Like, is the CMO passing this down? Like, is this all internal? Are you working with other agencies? What's the process look like for when you, like, are assigned a project? Yeah, I mean, all of this is is essentially internal. Um, right. So it's, you know, we're working with so many different business functions that, you know, have different objectives and different needs in order to to bring the brand forward. So depending on what that business unit needs, whether it's artists in partnerships, whether it's, you know, podcasts, um, whether it's the partnerships team and we're doing something new with, with the partner or something. So it just depends on what that business need is, but we get, we get briefs internally and we sort of work and partner with so many different teams in order to make things happen. Mm, So that leads to my next question. Yeah. Because I have not, I don't really have a clue. Like I said before, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty knowledgeable on the agency structure, but What's the structure like there? You said there's different teams working on different projects, but like, you know, what are some of those entry points for somebody looking to break into Spotify? Um, whether they have experience or their entry level, like what, what are the possibilities? Yeah, for sure. So I'm not a hundred percent as knowledgeable, I feel like as I could or should be, but mm-hmm. I do know that there are internship programs specifically in marketing too, but I'm sure outside of that. Um, that you can get involved in. I think we're actually might be bringing in some folks specifically to shadow and work on our team for either the next couple months, six months to a year. Ooh. I'm not completely sure. Is, that, is there a hiring process going on right now? I, I honestly have no idea. Okay. I feel like get back <laughs> to me. I'm 30 days in, I'm learning something new every day. Sure. But I, I do know that they have those types of programs sure. that they're involved in. Um, and then if anything, if I'm recalling correctly too, like another great program is ad color. I know Spotify has been involved in ad. I believe they've been involved in ad color, um, which is another like, you know, amazing opportunity to really be around other brands, be around other young talent mm-hmm. uh, and to network. I really think is, is really the biggest pull for that. Gotcha. 
do they hire like entry level roles you know or is it like do you have to work at agency for like five years or three years i i don't think i've seen any like double a like spotify job postings ever yeah 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 so they they do have more junior roles i would say um specifically on the team that i'm on like hmm. an associate brand manager or there's coordinator roles um, that are more entry level that you know people could definitely and you have like uh copy do you have like copywriters within your team like art directors graphic designers kind of like the the bread and exactly. butter at agencies exactly we've got copywriters we have art directors we have creative directors we have designers who you know they're they all do design but some specialize in different things how many on um, the team would you say rough estimate i think it might be about 80 or so okay i think not not, not I, the most confident response but that's okay it's i'm a good telling ballpark. you 30 days in i'm yeah, yeah. it's hard to tell too because i'm going off of like my Slack channel number. <laughs> oh, yeah. How, so, how many? I'm pretty are you sure. sending a lot of emails? How many emails do you send out a day? Uh, not much. I'm definitely sending out way more Slacks, but okay. I love Slack. I think it's a great tool and it's, mm. it's, it's way easier to do that versus sending a thousand emails every day, but What's definitely the, have so many Zoom meetings for sure. Of course. Of course. What's the coolest benefit or perk or coolest part about working at Spotify so far? Um, there's so many amazing benefits. I, I would say, I think, I think it's going back to what I was saying, be able to work from anywhere. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I, there's obviously other companies that are doing that, but if that is something you're looking for, I, I just think it's an incredible opportunity. And that doesn't mean you can't meet in person, right? At some point, it's just like, I could literally be working on the beach. Like, come That's on amazing. now. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and there's no plans to go back in office, right? There's, there's, there's no plans. You can opt to, to work in the office, sure. of course, but there's, it's completely, you know, I've signed up to, to work remotely. And I think that's just an amazing Incredible. benefit. You just never know where people are in their lives and what their priorities are. And I think if you enable them to work anywhere, it allows people to be flexible with what they want and need to do. And I just think that's super powerful. And I think says a lot about the company. I'm sure every time you meet somebody, like the first question is like, where are you at right now? Like what, like, where are you logging in from? Like Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone's a little like everywhere at some mm -hmm. point. So it'll be curious when it's safe to go back in the office, like who's going to be going back to New York sure. and, and who's sort of choosing to be somewhere else. Interesting. I don't know how I would react to, you know, that option. I, I would like to check it out, but I don't know if I would go permanently back. Yeah. But I think that's the beauty of it, right? It's like you can go in when you want or not go in, or maybe you want to like leave on a Friday. I don't right. know. Could I you go to Stockholm because that's where it's headquartered? I, I I would love to go. I've never yeah. been, but that would definitely be a goal for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and why do you think Spotify is better than Apple Music? <laughs> well, first of all, the interface. Let's just full it's stop. It's just way better. The interface is way better. I actually, um, I have to remain neutral on this because I might get somebody on Apple Podcasts. So. <laughs> well, bring us on together and we'll have a debate. No, I'm kidding. Oh, that's a good call. No, I, <laughs> no I'm, I'm huge on Spotify. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, please put this on Spotify. But mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, it, it, no, I'm kidding. But yes, seriously, the interface was a huge thing for me. I mean, that was like when I first got on Spotify, that was like the biggest thing was like, I, I can't, I can't deal with, with the interface of so tailored. Music comparatively it's so tailored to you like it is i mean there's so many customizable things that are happening now on spotify that i think 
is going to continue to happen too. And I think that's like the constant innovation that I think Spotify is and will continue to do, I think will make it such a premium platform. I have a, per- a personal Unbiased, question. I promise. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I-, I have a personal question. I'm only stuck in like my daily mixes. Like I have like four or five daily mixes and that's all I listen to. And I feel like I'm narrowing my, my, like I need to like explore, like, is there an explore playlist button? Like, am I, am I missing out? Cause I'm not learning new music. On your daily mixes, you're not getting new music? I, maybe like a little bit every now and then, but I feel like I'm just listening to the same songs. Is that uh, a complaint or is that, well, there's or am this, I just not doing it right? There's discover weekly. Have you ever? Clicked yeah, I've seen that. I don't really like, right. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Maybe that's just a personal thing where I'm not open to new songs. Well, like maybe, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not as familiar with the algorithm, but maybe maybe you need to be following more variety in order to I don't to get... follow anything. Oh, I just well... listen to it. Oh, okay. Am well, I doing I it wrong? <laughs> am, I, am I doing this all wrong? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I feel you, though. I, I actually don't follow a lot of, of artists either, but I'm always kind of getting in a daily mix, too. Or, like, mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of rap caviar, for sure. I like rap caviar, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, Donda or Certified Lover Boy? Certified Lover Boy. Come on now. I really? honestly am not the biggest Kanye fan. Well, I'm from Chicago, and a lot of our <laughs> listeners are from Chicago. So, so what is that it might be a then? problem. It's a it's problem. Not, it's oh, not, yeah. What <laughs> I was saying, no, like being from Chicago, we love we love Kanye. Yeah, I mean it's 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 all right. I mean you just can't go wrong with Drake. I, I, I know. I you can't go wrong with Drake. I've been listening to it all day. It's 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 good. It's good. There's some there's a certain, couple songs that are my favorites, but I gotta like keep listening to figure out if they're gonna stick for me. Right. Yeah, you, I never really like the Drake songs right away. I like to have to listen to them a couple times, and I really yeah. Like people say that. People yeah. say that. I feel that. How do I get a my podcast sponsored by Spotify? Uh, that's a question for off air. But my uh, yeah, question now is, uh, what <laughs> advice do you have? Thing, you have to remember that. <laughs> what, I know. Well, we'll, we'll, I'll follow up with you. But um, what advice now do you have for students just in general or looking to break in or break out of agency life into client side or like that brand side? Yeah, you know, I have a couple of things. I think the first is, and again, everybody says this, but networking is so powerful in this industry, like powerful to a fault. It's a lot about who you know, um, and it's hard to make connections. I mean, I'm, I'm a shy person, and it's really hard for me to even just like LinkedIn message somebody, but you got to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. LinkedIn is like a powerful tool. Um, as, as most people already know, but it's so important to make connections and, and to just reach out to people and not be shy. Cause I think a lot of people love talking about themselves, honestly. Mm-hmm. So if you just reach out to someone and just, just check in and, and get to know more about them, I think people will be excited about that and open to helping out. I think another thing is like when you're in the industry or even before you get there, just remembering that what you do is not who you are. I yes. feel like personally, I was so sucked into agency life. Um, And I just, you know, a lot of times it can be really competitive and and really self-serving. And I think people people take pride in in calling themselves something or, you know, the work that they made. And I think that's all well and good, but you can't get lost in it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think now that I'm I'm a little bit older and I move around a bit, I'm so happy that I'm even just like developing friends outside of this industry. So I don't have to talk about work all the time. It's just so important to have interests that are just outside of this industry and to be able to talk about, about 
things that that don't revolve around work. I think that's where you can get most inspired and, and really understand who you are and what kind of value you can bring to the work. I love it. I was talking to my boomer father and I told him <laughs> and he was laughing. I'm like, yeah, I don't really get too stressed about work. Like I, I'm starting to learn like work is not going to be my identity. Like mm-hmm. he's like, whoa, like I didn't even think about that ever. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing now is like, you know, you see people's LinkedIn and resumes and people are jumping around, you know, it's no mm-hmm. one's no one's somewhere for, for 25 years. Um, yeah, it's not the case anymore. You got to be happy. And if you don't like my my take on that is if you don't like your job, put your two weeks in. Like, <laughs> see ya. like go be right. happy. Like, who cares? Like, right. And, you know, some people don't have the privilege of doing that, but it's also yes. finding your happiness within the place, too, if you're not able to do that, like making sure you get what you're getting out of the place as much as they're getting Mm -hmm. out of you, you know? Um, But yeah, I feel that. I think it's like, I think also too, just like myself and a lot of people is we don't know what we want to do. You know, even if it's not, I'm unhappy or I'm not getting this money or, you know, whatever it is, I'm not getting Mm -hmm. that promotion. It's like, everybody's trying to figure it out. So why not try that new thing, right? If it's going to bring you something new or let you learn a new skill or be in a different industry. It's just like, it's best to just figure it out as you go. And you'll never really have it figured out, but you'll at least find your happiness, which is so yeah. important. Love it. Amazing advice. And if people wanted to reach out to you, is that okay? And what what, what methods do you prefer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can definitely message me on LinkedIn. Um, okay. And I think that that's probably the best way. I'm okay, I'll have that link. responsive <laughs> to people yeah. and open Amazing. to talking and chatting to folks. And we've had such a good conversation. I appreciate it so much. What I'm going to do is that we'll have your resources. I didn't ask about it, but whatever resources that you recommend, I'm going to put that onto our Instagram at entering ad. So if you're listening and you want to see her recommended resources, you got to go to our Instagram. Perfect. Awesome. That's all I got. Simone, this has been fantastic. I learned a lot. Spotify sounds awesome. Stockholm, it's headquartered in Stockholm, co-headquartered in New York. So it's a really cool option for people out there that are, you know, not just looking at ad agencies, which I recommend people look outside of too. So this has been great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So nice to meet you. Yep. Nice to meet you too. Have a good night. Did you hear anything on this episode about a job you'd like to have someday soon in advertising, strategy, design, the kind of job where you use your brain and your creativity? If you did, chances are a portfolio can really help you get that job. That's where Chicago Portfolio School comes in. They have programs and classes that help you show off your thinking and get you the job you want. So visit them at chicagoportfolio.com. And if you drop my name, Gino, into the chat box, they'll send you more info and a cool Sharpie or just some more info. You can decide that. Thanks. Thank you all for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's guest. Make sure you go and connect with them on LinkedIn. Tell them that Breaking and Entering sent you. Now, thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio technician, and Buchan Zhang, our creative director, as well as the student team from the Midnight Oil Agency at the University of Illinois. Can't do it without you all. Thank you very much. We will see you all next week with another amazing guest.